0: Welcome back. It is the Holistic Connection and this is episode two. I'm still hanging out with Loch Ayaga from SANA Initiative. Guys, today we're talking about grief and pain. And I just want to borrow words from one of my favorite writers of all times. She's amazing. Glennon Doyle. She says, it's okay to let yourself shatter. And then you put yourself back together piece by piece. You wake up one day and then you realize you have completely reassembled. You are whole and you are strong. Those words really speak to me because like I said at the beginning of this season, grief and pain, they are inevitable. What matters is what you do with that. Lo, welcome back.
1: Thank you for having me
0: we're talking about losing a loved one which is grieving but there are so many things whether it's breaking up with somebody that you loved and they are no longer with you that that's some a form of that's loss me. and grief and you know the interesting thing when I was preparing to have this conversation a girlfriend of mine who's going through a breakup mm. um was like uh, you know um I'm experiencing half the things that you're talking about. And I had to explain to her, that's because you're grieving. Mm -hmm. You're in that process of, there's this thing, you know, there's this person that, the exact same thing. Like you said earlier, so there's no interaction, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That love is no longer being watered and nurtured. Going back to what I asked before, what are some of the tools that somebody can employ, that somebody can have as a back pocket, you know, pull out manual. <laughs> you know, is there anything like that? And I know grief, pain in loss, all that is personal, but perhaps there's always a starting place. Mm. When that memory hits you, and instead of like uh, do your power move, yeah? <laughs> do some walking, instead of doing that, are there more healthy ways to Learn maybe to embrace those memories with grace and
1: not freak out. When it comes to health, it's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Never. It's interesting how for people who have like gastric ulcers, yeah, when they have a crisis or they're unwell, people will tell them, drink milk. Yeah. Yeah? But we we should drink milk. But probably this person is also lactose intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They cannot drink milk. You're killing so you're them. You're telling a little them more. to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing them a little more. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. So, just to say, when it comes to health, there's never one size fits all. Mm. Yeah. And probably to link it to what you just asked tools and healthy ways of coping with not knowing what to do with so much love that you have within you.
0: Yeah.
1: You kind of feel lost. Mm. Uh, you're grieving. Yeah. I guess the first thing that we need to understand is that you asked earlier, why do we not even say we're grieving? Why do we say it is such a I lost thing. my job? I yeah. lost my grandma. None of us is used to a forever kind of loss, which is why even though the concept of losing is familiar, mm. because, you know, you lose this, you lose that, you know. No, some things are very trivial if I can allow myself to use that word. And as we grow old and as we grow fonder or some people that we love and some things that we do that we are passionate about and we can't do them no more or we cannot love them no more in a physical form. So we don't want to say we're grieving because it means what it means. Yeah, you're accepting that. It means we are accepting Mm. that, oh snap, actually, this is forever. So the go-to is I lost because lost feels temporary. And even for the person who's going to hear that, Mm. it's more like we're saying it to ourselves but also to the other person so that we don't shock them that much. We don't put them in that situation Mm. where they feel like they're grieving with us.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? So it's more of, you know, I lost this person. But there's also shame that comes with being vulnerable, Mm. you know? No one tells you that being vulnerable is actually a good thing. It's actually strength. Mm-hmm. Everyone will tell you, no, man, like, no, I don't like the idea of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Don't make me cry. I don't like being vulnerable. Yes. People will say things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be perceived as weak. That's when you're asked, what do you mean? How do you understand vulnerability? Why are you not okay with being vulnerable? They'll tell you, no, man, it's being weak. I don't want to yeah. be weak. Yeah. You know, we've been conditioned to perceive it as such. To perceive it as such. Mm-hmm. Now, someone is grieving their parent, for example, or their child. As much as uh, you can never compare pain, think no parent should bury their kid. Yeah, I mean, you see someone they just buried their parent or their kid. You ask them, how are you? They say, with any disease, no, easy. How are you? They're like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And then you just left the the burial. And the answer is, um, Is, I'm okay. What is that? You know, that's how much it is so ingrained in us Mm. to be strong, even when it doesn't make sense. You'll talk to people who have been dealing with grief for a long time Mm. and grieving this person for a long time. And then they come to you and never thought I would be weak and need someone to actually talk to. And then you're like, what do you mean? And then they tell you, no, I had to be strong for myself, for my parents, for my siblings, for my neighbours, for my... Mm-hmm. You know? For everybody else. And if you're doing family therapy, you hear the same thing is being said by everyone mm-hmm. in the family. I have to be it's strong like, so yeah. so. So you guys all decided you're going to be strong for each other. <laughs> you know? And then what you see later is that the same people who decided they are going to be strong for each other are collapsing at the same time. And that brings me to a question. Collective healing.
0: We tend to want such a misguided uh, concept, yeah? I'm strong for you. I'm strong for you. Versus can we heal together? Mm-hmm. And is there a lesson that we can borrow from Miranda? Because going through what our country went through during the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi, The decision that we're going to embrace what has happened to us. We are going to carry this love that we had for the people that we lost with us and we're going to celebrate them every year Mm. for as long as we're going to embrace this grief. It's going to define us in the most beautiful way. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, makes me almost emotional because, and you
1: can correct me, but Mm -hmm. I think that. That's the epitome of it all. That's what grief should look like. Mm -hmm. How do we get there? It's a journey to get there. And the reason why I'm saying that is because most of the times, even when we remember the people that we love Mm -hmm. that are no longer here,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we tend to remember the last painful part of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it comes to genocide against the Tutsi, it is even horrible. Yeah. Remember how they were killed. You remember their last words when ABC was happening. Mm. You know you remember the last painful moment. Mm. When we're doing a family therapy or family collective healing, like you said, for families who are grieving, one of the things that we do is to go back to the beautiful memories. And every time we've done that, their way of grieving starts to change, to shift, not to change, but to shift. Mm from what you saw the last minutes, what you experienced, or what you witnessed them experience in the last few minutes of their lives, and now back to, damn, I just remembered that she actually used to love Fanta Orange. Yeah. You know? Whenever she would listen to this song of Olive and Goma, yeah. she would, you know, start dancing, you know? Um, whenever... Uh, he would be driving our kids to school in the morning. He would play Erefi and he would be just joyful, mm. you know. Those moments rekindle that love in a non-painful way. And now you kind of opened that box of beautiful memories yeah. and it becomes like that song that you listen to in the morning and all you can do the whole day is sing to it. You keep singing to that song. You don't even know where you heard it from. But this morning, there was, this song goes on my mind and then yeah. you start singing it and then the whole day. And even every person you pass by and use, they hear you sing it, they start singing it again. And, and, and you've contaminated the whole workspace if you're in a workspace and everyone is singing the same song. now When you understand that there's nothing shameful about grieving, about missing the person that you love, about missing the job that you're so passionate about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: About, you know, feeling um, helpless mm-hmm. because you can't see them in a physical form and tell them how you feel and share with them this story and practice in that particular profession that you so love. When you realize there's nothing shameful about that, it stops being a mere loss.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you shift into finding ways of still having this love alive. People do that yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Some people who are religious, let's say the Catholics, they'll have requests for a mass every once a month to celebrate the life of this person, mm-hmm. you know, to remember this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will, you know, Journal will write letters to mm. their loved ones. Mm. To just tell them how their day was. <laughs> A friend of mine once said, and he was telling me how, we were having this kind of conversation of, you know, um, not knowing where to put this love. And then he said something powerful. He said, I've realized that speaking to myself and talking to my mother, because he lost his mother, speaking to my mother out loud doesn't make me look like I've gone cuckoos.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, I just, was going to, to come to that. Yeah, I the fear of
1: everybody around you. No, I just miss my mother. And look, I probably won't do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I probably won't do it in the workspace. Yeah. and just. But if I'm going to pray, or if I'm having my moment alone, or if I feel like I need advice, I'm just. I know that she's never. She never. She never. She did not go anywhere. Mm. Um. I know she transitioned. She passed. She went somewhere. Mm. But I know that that love. I can still feel it. So what he does feel the past. exactly. So what he does, instead of feeling what you said earlier, like mm. oh my god, I'm daydreaming about this person, yes. or I am. It's at night and I just had that dream about this person. It's a ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about it's a sign that it, they're still around?
0: That's beautiful.
1: You know, mm-hmm. um, it's all about perspective, is Yeah. And this guy, what he does is when he misses his mother, he'll just write to her. It can be knots in his phone. Mm. It can also be, you know, in his room and he just says, Mama, I miss you. Yeah. I know you hear me. I just can't see you. But, uh, you know, this and this happen. Yeah. And for him, it's more of, I realized I can't show this love or this care or this, everything that I used to to do with her in a physical form. But at least I know I won't go and bury the love that I have somewhere mm. for her. I'll still express it in different ways. I'll do an act of service for someone to because her. I knew mm. this is what she would want me to do. Yeah. For example,
0: yeah, I love
1: that. You know, I would, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll clean up my yeah. house sometimes because I know I'm like oh, that. that used Mama to saw you me happy. right now, she would. <laughs> you know, and then after I'm done cleaning, I'm like, Mama, I hope you're happy. Mm. You know, that's, that's and beautiful. that's me coping with that abundant love that I still love have for her. Mm. I don't want to silence it. So there's writing to the people that we love. There's, yeah. uh, there's um, thinking of the beautiful part of their lives. Allowing ourselves to actually do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it takes a lot of unlearning. Yeah, that is true. When you look at kids grieving. And you look at adults grieving, it's two different things. Yes. Kids will say, oh, I miss how grandma used to cook for us, Isombe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's also because many kids, if not all of them, won't notice their grandma's path. Yeah. Parents will make sure they don't experience the last difficult moments. For me, I think it starts with redefining the understanding of grief. It is not just loss. That's the key. It is all this love and affection and passion and purpose and all these beautiful things that you feel for this person mm-hmm. that you do not know where to put or how to place them. Now, once you understand that, once there's that shift of, of, in thinking, mm. the way you deal with it, because when you have lost something, you still want to find it.
0: Yes, even more, because now the feeling of that loss helps you appreciate it more, I don't know. But that seems to be when you lose something and you experience what it means not to have it or what it means not to see that person, even when they travel. You know the feeling where, you know, somebody's away for some time and when they come back, you just want to be the best form of yourself, cook Mm. their best meal, Mm. lay the bed. If it's your mom, you're going to even dress more decent and all Mm. of that. Yes, imagine death, that's even worse. And Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. you know, you're missing them. You have a better appreciation of
1: who they are. You're missing them. And whenever there's a concept of loss, Mm -hmm. this thing was lost. There is, it equals, go find it. Yes. Right? One and even more. Mm -hmm. Lost and found. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, when you realize that, when does that shift in thinking, in mind, in understanding of what grief is redefining it? That you did not lose this person. Yes. Yeah. I think we need you, to change the word as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they realize you did not. I I did lose not them. lose this person. Yes. yes. They're here. I yes. just cannot touch them, see them, in them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot see them in human form, in physical form. It's they're not here. No. But I did not lose them mm-hmm. because you don't lose love. Going back to what I had said earlier, you don't lose love. You don't lose love. Yes, there's that. Mm -hmm. And then there's no shame in it not knowing how to handle it. The best gift you can give to yourself when you can, at your pace, is to extend grace to yourself. Start finding ways in which this love can be expressed in a different form, in a Mm -hmm. different manner. You are not crazy for writing to your loved one that is no longer here. You have not gone cuckoos because you sometimes speak to them, you know, and you are allowed to actually let it out, you know, express it, but not as something you're trying to find because you did not lose love, Mm. but as something that you can express in another form. Ah, that's beautiful.